1: is from a traveler named Mr. Scary Story. He called this experience Sick. Please, allow me to tell you his tale. Alan Jordan was, for all intents and purposes, a normal man. He was 35, single, and lived alone. He had a normal desk job, drove a modest car, and ate at the same diner every Wednesday night for a small treat. He was so forgettable, in fact, that when he awoke in a high-tech lab setting, the fluorescent lights burning his eyes, he thought there had to be some sort of mistake. Why would he ever be needed in a science lab? He sat up and continued to take in his surroundings. The room itself was large and full of gizmos and gadgets. There was a test tube racked close by with varying colored liquids. Drawers open and full of more samples, computer screens with data visible, All gibberish to him. Desk pods with computers and stools for each. A chemical shower in the corner. And a few more hospital beds the same as the one he was laying on. He was wearing nothing but a gown and had a splitting headache. Hello, Alan yelled out to no one in particular. Hello, I think there's been some sort of mistake. Can someone please tell me where I am? As if on cue a man and a woman entered the room through a large circular metal door at the far end. Both of them were wearing full hazmat gear, complete with yellow gloves and a clear face shield. Hello, Mr. Jordan. Glad you're up so quickly. Try not to move around too much. You might feel lightheaded. Who are you, and where am I? Alan was becoming increasingly worried as he regained his senses. His sweat was dampening his gown, and a cold chill was running down his spine. You're in a hospital, the woman replied. You're sick. Sick? With what? In what hospital? It's not a hospital you're familiar with, I'm afraid, and sick with what is precisely what we are trying to figure out. But I don't feel sick. Alan was sweating profusely now, and his anxiety was peaked. In fact, I feel fine. That's what makes this virus so deadly. Now please lay back down and try to calm yourself here. Some water. The woman approached Alan with a glass filled with water, which he drank eagerly. He couldn't remember a time where he was thirstier. Now hold still. The woman doctor approached him with a syringe and test tube. We need to draw some blood, and I have to give you a few immunizations. Now wait just a minute. Alan looked back and forth between the two. What virus? And what's with the hazmat suits? I need some answers here. The hazmat suits are to protect us. Mr. Jordan, contracting this disease has so far proved to be 100% fatal. You're lucky there are doctors even willing to look at you and attempt to help with your condition. The female doctor injected Alan's arm and then began to draw blood from his other. Now, what is the last thing you remember? Alan fought as hard as he could. Memories were fading in and out like a lost dream. He could remember stopping somewhere. For gas. Yes, that was it he stopped at a gas station along Highway 84 in his native state of Idaho. He'd been traveling home after seeing his parents the gas station, the bathroom. There was a man, an old haggard man. He'd been coughing. He'd been sick. Alan looked up at the two doctors. I stopped for gas. There was a man. His voice began to trail off. His head was feeling heavy and his muscles relaxed. There was, there was. He could feel consciousness slipping away. He watched as the doctors got up from him and began walking out of the room. He saw as the male doctor scanned his eye, and the door popped open. Alan looked at the empty glass of water next to him and cursed. Then he fell asleep. He dreamed horrible dreams. He was being abducted, taken by aliens to a ship. His limbs were stretched and broken. His blood was being siphoned until he couldn't stand on his own. He felt trapped like a lab rat. The aliens were wearing hazmat suits like his doctor's. He tried to scream, but nothing came out. Finally, the doctors approached him menacingly. They burned his hands until they were just brown crispy stubs. Then they cut out his tongue and popped out his eyes. Alan awoke back in the lab room. His voice gurgled as he realized he was intubated. A long red tube stuck out from his mouth. EKG monitors stemmed from his bare chest. A pulse oximeter was attached to his index finger. Alan noticed a tray off to his right with tweezers, scalpels syringes, and other medical equipment. He could see a scan of his body on one of the computer screens. And terrifyingly, he could see his own skin, calloused over with green disgusting scales at the injection site. Damn it, Stephanie, I told you to keep him anesthetized. He's reacting poorly to it. I don't know why he won't stay under. She frantically checked his scan on the screen. The male doctor ran over with a syringe and nearly injected Alan but before he could, Alan thrust his hand up as fast as he could. The stolen scalpel finding its mark and plunging into the doctor's neck. He saw his eyes go wide with terror inside the clear face shield and watched him pull the scalpel out. Blood cascaded from the wound as he fell to the floor. Alan pulled at the tube in his throat and wretched as it slid out. What have you done? The female doctor looked at Alan in horror. He jumped up defensively and looked towards the large metal door. Alan wasn't one to be experimented on and he was getting out of this lab one way or another. He went down to his knees and pulled off the male doctor's helmet. Grabbing the scalpel from the floor, he carved out the man's right eye. The female doctor made a pass at him with another syringe. But Alan grabbed hold of the medical cart and slammed it into her. Hard. The doctor toppled over onto the ground. Stop. You can't do this. You're very sick. If you break quarantine... We're all doomed. Fuck you. Alan shouted back behind him as he went to the scanner next to the door. He held up the eye and watched as it shot open. He was in a large windowless hallway. Checking his left and right, both directions appeared the same. Large windowless hallways curving left and right. He went left and took off tearing down the futuristic looking halls. Before long, he saw another circular door. This one had warning signs written in red lettering all over it. Alan assumed it was the exit, the warning signs there to prevent any accidental breach of quarantine. That was something he couldn't care less about at this moment his green skin itchy and grotesque. He planned to leave this place and never look back. He held up the doctor's eye once more, and the door opened to a holding room. Again, he held the eye to the scanner, and a second door shoot open. Alan tried to scream, but no sound came out. The airlock had opened, and he was shot into outer space. His mistake barely registered to him before his body froze. His eyes bulged from his skull, and his lungs ruptured. In a matter of seconds, Alan was dead. The alien spaceship which held him continued flying on. Just business as usual. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels, and a blessed day.